Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> hardworking, <laughs> Walt Disney World Resort loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. What's that about? I don't know. I think we're going to be talking about a room with a view. Oh, a room with a view. Hmm. What could that have to do with? Maybe Walt Disney World Resorts. <laughs> we'll find out momentarily. Thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Saturday, Ooh. July 17th. 2021. Now we mentioned this in last week's episode that the next couple may be recorded at, you know, not the normal Sunday <laughs> times, even though we'll still be releasing them on Sundays. Well, that's because uh, tomorrow, actually, we're heading up to the Disneyland Resort. By the way, it is the 17th of July, a very happy 66th birthday yes. to Disneyland Woo-hoo! today. I know it's exciting. It's exciting that we're going to get to, to check it out. But yes, it's a special celebration day. Yeah. So very happy birthday to the happiest place on earth right. today. 66 years. Yeah. Don't look a day over 16. Sweet 16. <laughs> uh, and we are looking, we're very excited to go back up there and uh, visit you uh, beginning tomorrow for a couple of days, staying yeah. at the Disneyland Hotel, checking out some new things that they go on, got going on out there, revisiting some old things. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, early tip is get to change you, with a DVC membership. You get to change your points to go to some other hotels other than the Disney Vacation Club Resort. That's true. That's exactly what we're doing. We're staying at the Disneyland Hotel thanks to our Disney Vacation Club points. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun checking out uh, the new refurbishments there. We'll talk a little bit about that just before we wrap up the show. Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... We would sure appreciate it if you sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. It is just another way to be involved in our Hyperion Adventures podcast world. You get a little bit of stuff earlier than most out there. And, you know, just a, we also put out a lot of calls in to interact with the show. But mostly it's just another way to see what's going on in our world. Right. And we don't share your email address with anyone. Nope. It's just to send the email out once a week. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. Please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a Facebook group that we're having a great time in, posting pictures, posting stories, all sorts of fun things going on there. It's the Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. If you want to join, there are no restrictions. We just want positive people that are looking to have a good, positive, fun Disney time in this group. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group and and just join right in. Right. And if you're already a member, thank you very much. And please invite your friends to join along. Absolutely. It's been a great time so far. I mean, love to have more members of that Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. We are also on YouTube. Please check out some of these episodes on our YouTube channel. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures podcast, hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you if you ever want to contact us, interact with us in another way for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love hearing from you, as I say, every week. And uh, it's really a treasure when we get some uh, when we get the emails and we love interacting with you. 
And it's something that we just really encourage. Yeah, we absolutely encourage that to interact with us in any way you want, whether it be on social media, whether it be through the email, whatever. We just want to interact with you more. Another great way to kind of help support the show, show your support for the show and get some cool stuff is to go to our Patreon page. You can just go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast. Sign up for whatever tier you want there. And we have some great perks going out this week. We had our Hyperion Adventures Patreon page. <laughs> it's a long name. Hyperion Adventures Patreon page. Disney Dishes blog recipe of the month go out to those <laughs> who were in some of our higher tiers within right. that. And uh, this week that, that recipe was a jalapeno popper mac and cheese from the Disney California Adventure Park Food and Wine Festival. And uh, it's a great recipe for those of you who got a chance to to get that. I I hope you get a chance to make that as well. Right. Um, It was fun getting to be a taste tester as always with that. But that was a that was a cool, cool dish to try out. So. Thank and, you for doing that. Yes. And if you uh, sign up uh, for the Patreon page at the tiers that ha- allow for the Disney recipe of the month, not only will you get those recipes, but if you sign up this week, we'll send that recipe out to you as well. So just so you're ready to go. So also another word, great way to support our show is just through our Spreadshirt shop. Um, with, we have lots of, of our logos there, our hashtag Real Men Love Frozen logo <laughs> shirts, which Michelle is wearing right now as yeah. a matter of fact. So uh, check that stuff out as well. Now, as for this week's show, oh wait, but first I get to this week's show, I need to get to our newer segment, and that is our favorite thing from this week. My favorite thing from this week, and I, I see Michelle forgot about this, <laughs> so I will go ahead and start Thank with you. mine. <laughs> Maybe by the 15th time you do this, I'll remember it before the show. <laughs> Um, and, and please, if you ever want to uh, chime in with your favorite thing from this week, uh, we would love to have them uh, for each thing. It could be something personal. It could be something Disney related, whatever you want it to be, whatever your favorite thing is from the week, uh, send it to us and we will add it to the show. But my favorite thing from this week was checking out, going on social media and seeing pictures and videos and everything from people aboard a Disney cruise ship. Once again, the Disney magic is doing those two day staycations from out of the UK, from out of, I think they were sailing out of Liverpool. Um, but it was just so nice to see people having a good time aboard a Disney cruise line ship once again. Yeah, that was exciting. And you know, it just, Again, like we've, what, like I've said this multiple times, it's just great seeing things returning, becoming more like the old norm. I know we're going to be in a new norm, but at least seeing some things returning more and more is just so encouraging and fun. Yeah, so uh, that was exciting, and I, I'm very happy for everybody who got to sail on those first cruises. For those that are coming up uh, in future weeks, I, I think I saw online that the, uh, the I believe it's the Dream, but one of the other uh, Disney cruise line ships are finally going to get a chance to do their kind of practice runs to get ready to nice. possibly start bringing guests in again. They need to run these practice runs, show that they can sail fine, you know, through the pandemic that we're going in. And then eventually they can start opening up to actual real live guests that come in. And and we have a cruise set up for December. So we're really anxious for them to get this going. Right. Yeah. 
It's exciting. It's exciting. So uh, that was my favorite thing from this week. Michelle, what is, now that I've given you a little time to think I about know. it. I know. What is your favorite thing from this week? And, and maybe just because it's been kind of one of those weeks where there's a lot of um, things, you know, one with going on at work and getting some, you know, we're reissuing uh, vaccines at my clinic. So getting a lot of that set up again and working through that. Um, but so some of it's been, um, I guess, exciting news things mm. that I'll, I'll put out two there that I found both kind of equally exciting. Um, one was the announcement of the new little treat that they're going to have or that they started, I guess, yesterday at the Disneyland Resort with the Dole Whips in a little um, going with the theme of the Jungle Cruise, which is also restarting, which was also very exciting to hear about. Um, so that was one of the things. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is when you were able to secure a brunch reservation for us at Lamplight Lounge, which we thought was not going to happen, and you last minute we're successful and we're looking forward to that. I made two more reservations today. <laughs> remember how a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, my tip was right. if you don't get that dining reservation you're looking for, keep checking back. It's, sometimes it has to be right place, right time because the reservations will go quickly. But right. if you keep checking back, you never know when someone's going to cancel a reservation. Yesterday, I was able to nab that uh, Lamplight Lounge brunch, which was like, oh, I know. that's amazing. <laughs> and then today I nabbed uh, a, a, a dinner reservation that we may be going to do in Anoga's Cantina right. Reservation, which is really exciting. So uh, that was... Good job. Yeah. So um, and I, keep, I continue to look as we prepare to get to Disneyland to sit and get <laughs> other ones. I'm hoping for a blue bayou to pop up somewhere. Right. <laughs> I know, right? So. Anyway, uh, that's great. Good stuff. And that uh, Jungle Cruise, uh, was it? it's a pineapple Dole Whip right. split. It's what it is. Served, and they say it's served in a Jungle Cruise souvenir boat it's i think you can get the boat separate you know so you don't have to dirty up your souvenir <laughs> with the uh the pine with the pineapple split but um it looks amazing and we're we it's 24.99 we looked it up and as long as they still have some in stock we're definitely walking home with one yes. of those uh, when we go to disneyland park on monday right look like you said looking forward to that um and it just looked adorable and it's just all the excitement about one the reopening of the reimagined jungle cruise at Disneyland and then the upcoming movie later in this month. Yeah. So super exciting things related to Jungle Cruise. Super exciting things, and we can't wait to experience them all. Now, back on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including we received some interesting information about what to expect at the Disney Parks and Disney Cruise Line this holiday season as Disney celebrated the halfway to the holidays <laughs> this week. We'll talk a lot about that. Uh, there was a ton of Disney Plus content that received received worthy accolades this week. We'll definitely describe, or excuse me, discuss some of those. Uh, there's a new Walt Disney World ticket offer that might interest some of you who live in the Sunshine State. Yeah. And if you take advantage of that offer, there's another fun option for guests returning to the most magical place on earth that we'll talk about. You might want to experience as well. And finally, there's a lot of stories this week, yeah. just like last week. Um, speaking of returning, there are some dining options that are reopening soon at the Disneyland Resort. We'll get to those as well. But let's get to our main topic of the week.
Yeah, so for this week's main topic, we're back to our countdown to Walt Disney World's 50th birthday celebration. We've been doing this. This is part four now. We've been doing this one a month, and we're going to continue to do them one a month until we get to October 1st when Walt Disney World's birthday actually occurs. And... Michelle has been giving us some great history lessons <laughs> about what has taken place, the kind of the how Walt Disney World came to be found, all the different elements to it, just some interesting information, facts, fun facts. Just, you know, Michelle always does the best research. <laughs> and so we can't wait to delve into this week's episode because uh, this is something that's close to our heart, definitely. We love staying at Walt Disney World right. Resorts. And I think Michelle is going to give us a little bit of a behind the scenes or at least a look back at the development of these Walt Disney World Resorts. So, Michelle, please take it away. Well, thank you, honey. And so I'm really going to try not to make this like a, a class, a history class or anything like that. But do want to share some, you know, interesting since it's called Room with a View, interesting views, um, but also some stories and fun facts, uh, like you said, related to the Disney World Resort. And so really focusing on those resorts that were open on or pretty on um, opening day. Uh, so the players here would be um, the Monorail Resorts located on Seven Seas Lagoon, which did not include all of them that are there now, but the Contemporary and the Polynesian. Mm -hmm. uh, for today's episode, we also are including Fort Wilderness. Um, that campground actually didn't open until November of uh, 1971, but it was pretty close. And so about a month later. Yeah, yeah. So I figured it would be an honorable mention sure. in including it here as well. Um, you know, and a lot of people, obviously, who are fans of Disney World know these resorts, uh, you know, whether you've stayed at them or not. But, you know, just kind of going back to a little bit of the history of them briefly. Again, it's not a history class. There is no quiz. Oh, phew. <laughs> I do not do well with quizzes. Even though Michelle's research and information would help prep me very well. I know I just lock up. <laughs> C, 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 C. I know. It's like when we do trivia things. It's like, oh, wait, I should be so good at this. <laughs> but no. All right. That's why you're the game show hostess with the most. <laughs> you I don't, don't have, have to, to answer the questions. You could just send them out and torture everybody else. I know. Oh, goodness. Don't reveal my secrets. Anyways, <laughs> starting with the contemporary, because that's really the most iconic one there. Um, you know, that A-frame shape has really been, you know, ingrained in us when we think of Disney World resorts. And um, hey, it's got a monorail going through it. So cool. uh, totally fun. Uh, the New York Times once described it as the best single building through which to observe the blending of technological innovation and far out fantasy that is uniquely Disney. Ah, love it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's got that open area where the monorail glides through it called the Grand Canyon Concourse. And there you can view uh, a gigantic ceramic mural by the legendary Mary Blair. And that's on a like a nine story wall. When, when the building first opened, there wasn't as much in that area uh, of the building. So it was very much noticeable. I think right now that they've added some great like shops and things like that. It, it, it may not stand out quite as much, but it is there. And if you haven't uh, taken a look at that, 
it's something that's really cool. Um, and at the time, Bay Lake Tower didn't exist, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Uh, the other resort that was open during uh, opening day, October 1st, 1971, was the Polynesian Resort. You know, and that is also located on Seven Seas Lagoon. And they were really going for that uh, South Seas feel to it. Um, and, th- and actually, the Luau was there in 1971 so pretty cool yeah and as i mentioned the last one that we'll talk about today is the fort wilderness campgrounds um they currently have cabins as well as campsites among their 750 acres of pine and cypress trees one of our favorite spots when we're not not staying dvc points uh it's a great location yeah so a lot of uh a lot of nature animals etc um when they first opened in 1971, as I mentioned, the cabins weren't there, um, but it's it's evolved, and we'll talk about that. It's also the ho- home to the infamous Hoop-de-Doo musical review that premiered in 1974, and the Chippendale Campfire sing-along uh, with movies under the stars. So, and they actually had a train running through that during part of their history so wish they still had the train going through there i know i know there are places and i don't know if we've ever seen them but i've i've heard that there's still places where the tracks still exist right the campgrounds yeah. yeah i think if you do well we've done some walking i thought we have seen some of the track maybe. portion but and anyway. all through that resort so maybe maybe we have and i yeah. just don't recall it but right yeah. so it's just kind of planted there in the ground but anyway um so those were the resorts. Those are the ones we're going to focus on for today. But, you know, there's some kind of interesting things about, like you said, how this all came about, how it developed. And, you know, one of the first things that was, it's whether you call it a fun fact or, or just an interesting concept, but if you think about it, the Disney company was not into having hotels back then. Even though the Disneyland Hotel existed, it was not owned by the Disney company. It wasn't owned and run by the Disney company. So this was really their first time delving into it. So what they did was they leased the Hilton in South of, in Orlando uh, in May of 1970 and then used, though there was 140 rooms there, and used that kind of like their laboratory to really develop what they wanted to, to uh, present in terms of, you know, the guest experience, how to deal with all the support services that you need there with housekeeping and engineering. So it's kind of where they started their training manuals and training staff to be able to work in their own resorts. Makes sense. And not not really surprising for Disney. I mean, I know they did that for uh, Disney, you know, before they did Disney Cruise Line with the big red boat. They kind of took over some floors of that ship uh, to kind of prep and know what to what to expect when they decided to actually go full fledged into, you know, the cruise industry and start it. So, yeah, obviously the the, kind of the same concept going on there. Good point. Good point. So. Uh, So another fun fact, where can you find a volcano? (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna guess that's the polynesian village resort you are correct it can be found at their lava pool it's called nania which is a hawaiian word for relaxing the relaxing volcano The relaxing volcano (laughs) yes volcanoes so relaxing um Another really interesting thing, especially when we're talking about the Polynesian, is the fact that uh, they began construction in February of 1971. 
So yes, eight months before opening is when they began their construction. That's pretty amazing. I don't think we'd ever see something like that happen again. Uh, you know, a, a hotel of that size and all that it offers to go yeah, that's, be developed that quickly is pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's um, not quite on par with Disneyland being opened in one year's time. But right. uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty amazing that yes. they were able to get this resort, this really nice resort built right. within sort, uh, such a short duration. So pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, as it developed over the years, uh, it was one of the places that did add DVC rooms and bungalows, which we're going to talk about um, in a little while too. Um, and now more recently, they've geared up some changes in time for the 50th anniversary and that's you know obviously we've seen some of the new theming of the rooms to uh, go with Moana um, but the entryway will also have a high-pitched open truss roof covered in thatch style you know and really bringing in that lush airy ambiance that you know that you would want to associate with um, the Polynesian Resort. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing once it all gets completely done. We were there uh, a few months back, and you know, when the well is still in the midst of construction, right. it still is in the midst of construction. But you know, and so we could we could see something starting to take shape, but right. still far from completion. So, exactly. looking forward to seeing the finished product once it uh, opens up here in uh, just a few months. Yeah. Right, right, and seeing some of those new Moana rooms. Yes, so, definitely. So, very cool. All right, so. Now let's go back to the contemporary okay. and some of the things that have happened over the years with that. Back across the lagoon. Back across the lagoon. Did you know uh, that the California, where the California Grill is located, it was originally a dinner dancing establishment known as Top of the World Restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now there's another Top of the World. I know. That's a lounge, not a restaurant. Right. And I may have done some dancing up there, but I don't <laughs> think they regularly do a lot of dancing no, up there. Yeah. No. <laughs> so when it first opened, that Top of the World Restaurant was really considered like a happening place. And uh, it would host uh, stars and, you know, it was kind of the place to be seen. Uh, and that was like that for about a decade. And then it converted... Uh, to another restaurant theming and it had a show called Broadway at the Top and it was a dinner show that would have singers and dancing dancers performing uh, Broadway tunes and you know and it th and that lasted also about another decade <laughs> and then it it changed into the California Grill that's there now. Nice. So um, it is located at the 15th floor which you know, is really has those impressive views of Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom. Um, and as you mentioned, the, the only other place that has a similar view is the Top of the World Lounge uh, on top of Bay Lake Tower. Right. Yeah, which we've done many times. We've never done, well, I don't know. Have you done the California Grill? I've never done the California Grill, but I was wondering if you've done it at some point. I've done it, yes, but as one of these prior, I, I actually saw the dinner show. Oh, which one did you see? The, the Broadway, Broadway yeah, the Broadway. Uh, that's did. cool. Yeah, I, that sounds. That, that would have been. That's not right a, up my not alley. Not at the opening, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right up my alley. That sounds like that would have been a lot of fun to check out. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was in the '90s that it changed. The early '90s. Mm. So some of you who've known Walt Disney World for quite a while may remember that there was two garden wings, one on each side of the A-frame main building, uh, but one of those was removed 
uh, for D- DVC's Bay Lake Tower, which is lovingly referred to as BLT, which I love. <laughs> I want a BLT. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, That other Garden View uh, building does still exist, and we'll talk about some of that when we talk about some of the views and some of the reviews uh, that we have for it. But uh, one of them was completely removed, and this ginormous tower was put into place. And I remember when it was first being built thinking, oh, no, that was just such a beautiful, peaceful little building, and wondering, what were they thinking? But again, love the BLT. <laughs> yes. Now we are, that, that is our spot. We, yes. we, if we can, we try, when we start looking for places to stay, right. usually we start at BLT <laughs> and then move out from there because we love those rooms. We right. love that location and uh, the views, uh, talk about rooms with views, right. the, the lake views. If you prefer the park views, those are stunning as well. Um, it's all great. Exactly. So, um, you know, obviously the rooms there have gone through several different types of theming, you know, all somewhat revolving around contemporary, Um, you know, some maybe more space age, but the most recent conversions now is going with the theme of Incredibles, and it does seem to really fit into the theming of the contemporary resort. Yeah, I thought so. When I saw them, I thought, because they're, you know, they're, they are there, but they don't smack you in the face they're you know you know they're right. there you see them you can you can appreciate it and you know what they are but it's not like shouting uh, you know there's, there's not like a giant mr incredible right, right everywhere you go oh, or something darn. You know? so, <laughs> um i i think that i thought that they did a pretty good job of retheming those right. rooms and i i i was impressed with them and, and although we will stay at bay lake towers right. mostly i wouldn't mind going in there and checking out those rooms at some point sure definitely so all right, and the other one of the trios that we're talking about is is Fort Wilderness, and that has gone through some massive changes. Um, you know, as we mentioned, when it first opened, being you know a campground campsite, and then later on adding the cabins. Uh, I think they were originally called Wilderness Homes. I don't know if anybody still calls them that, um, but uh, I will from now on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, and, I, and I mentioned the train, you know, we talked about the train being there for a couple of years uh, in those cabins. So you can find some artwork that shows mm-hmm. the train. So it, it's cute how they have that nod to some of its own history, um, you know, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but talking about the camping, I mean, that was Disney's way to add glamping for those guests who really wanted to enjoy the outdoor, the, you know, maybe the more serene kind of after parks time frame or between going to the parks uh, experiences and being in the outdoor, but really have that full service uh, experience of a hotel. Right. I, I like the, the thing. One of the things I like about that place is that it gives you the, those options. If you want to, you know, go and just, you know, Put up a, a tent, or even just you right. know roll out a sleeping bag and and sleep on the ground. You could they they have lots that you can do that within. They have other places where you can hook up a full RV or a trailer or whatever and and you know, do it that way. Right. Or if you want to go full scale and go into these cabins, the, which are trailers, but they're really 
decked out nicely. They're stylized well. Right. Um, they're basically one bedroom suites with a, you know, not quite a full kitchen, but bigger than a kitchenette. Right. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, you're, you have all sorts of different options there. And that's why we, we love that place so right. much. Yeah. And um, actually, I've had the experience of doing all the types of camping that you've just mentioned, with the exception of just being under the stars, but you know, tent camping and, and uh, also having a, a camper out there. Uh, the, the funniest thing to me was the first time we took a camper through there, you actually do your check-in in, you know, inside, whether it's your truck or whatever, you know, if your camper has the driving inside the, you know, as part of the camper itself, you don't get out. You don't have to like park and go into the uh, main building to check in. You can stay right there and the, um, they'll come right up to your, your truck or whatever to check you in. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I, I've seen that spot many times, seen the RVs and whatever right. pulling up to it. And uh, yeah, it looks really cool to, to do. We are, we, we are not an RV family, but I do think it's it's fascinating exactly. and, and, and interesting. And there's a lot of people make their vacations out of it. They have that RV and you know we've seen it. We've talked about it many times mm-hmm. on this show, how they come down for the holidays and fully celebrate, right. you know, deck out their, their areas um, for Christmas. And that is what they do every single year or Halloween or whatever it may be. Right. Um, just recently, 4th of July, yep. I saw online that they had uh, the parade. They've returned to the parade yes. of golf carts all decked <laughs> out you know, with all sorts of different stuff. They do those a lot of times where they do. They get groups of people together with golf carts. Some have their own golf carts. Some rent them. They deck them out all to some certain theme. We've seen like princesses, right? all sorts of different things. And then they just parade throughout the campground. And I, it's so it's fun. Amazing. It yeah. really is. You know, and somebody will usually have some kind of music to really make it so lively, so fun. And people are amazingly incredible and, and talented with how they deck out their, uh, the you know, those golf carts. So definitely something fun to experience if you're ever out there. So. Right, for sure. Um, there's so many things about the, the camp. Again, obviously, we talked about it many times. We love the campgrounds. It's little things like that are the reasons why right. we love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. So just a few other little kind of miscellaneous fun facts. Uh, The Seven Seas Lagoon is home to three small islands, which I wasn't really aware of. There's Blackbeard Island, Castaway Key, and Beachcomber Island. And historically, Castaway Key... Uh, has been the launching point for perimeter fireworks from the ma- for the Magic Kingdom Park. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the electrical water pageant started very close to opening day. It was October 26, 1971. Um, and there was something that you made a comment recently about your observations of the theming of those three resorts. Mm, just those three or all of them? One? Well, mainly those three. Well, my, my comment on it was that, he, and I did, I mean, this may be obvious to some people, but it just kind of sprung to my mind mm-hmm. thinking about these different resorts throughout there and that how they are laid out very much like the Magic Kingdom themselves, that they're virtually, you know, different, associated with different lands. You look at... Uh, the, uh, the contemporary, and that's basically kind of Tomorrowland. Right. You look at the Polynesian, and that's Adventureland. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Fort Wilderness or the Wilderness Lodge now, um, that is kind of Frontierland. Right. You know, and if, if you want to say that now with the Grand Floridian over there as well, maybe that's Fantasyland. True. You know, so they, they just kind of the, the way they built these 
and I'm sure they must have thought this out. I can't be the only one that has come to this conclusion. Um, that that it's just I think it's interesting that since these are all Magic Kingdom, uh, you know, resorts, right. that they kind of laid them out like the Magic Kingdom itself. Right. Interestingly, you know, when you said that, I tried to research it and I did not find anything like that. So um, maybe it's just not published out there or maybe you're just brilliant that you came up with that idea of how that they are synchronized with the theming of some of the lands. Or maybe I'm just overthinking things like I normally no, do. <laughs> no, I actually think it's awesome. Awesome. So... So we couldn't uh, finish up this program, Room with a View, without actually talking about the views from these rooms, from these resorts. And so, um, you know, we've had personal experiences with, with these. And, you know, so we did want to give you some some feedback from what our experiences were. And we'd love hearing if you've stayed at any of these resorts and have some uh, experiences you'd love to share. We we definitely would want to mention them on other pod, on other episodes. Yeah, sure. Let us know uh, what your favorites are, what your favorite views are from these. And we will definitely share them for sure. Right. So let's start with, as we already mentioned, our favorite, which is is the contemporary um, because it does also include Bay Lake Tower but going with the different types of views so, so if you haven't stayed there and you're trying to consider what is it that you want to look at you know it's all you know building based is is kind of where the direction of this resort goes when you're trying to decide so the small you know like three-story buildings in the in the back um, is the, considered the garden wing, garden view. Um, and that really has like really beautiful grounds, very peaceful in, in its own right. You know, if you get a view of Bay Lake Tower, that's lovely as well. It can really be like one of those peaceful spots you go to, whether it's in the middle of the day, just to kind of regroup before going back to the park at night, or just at the end of your visit to the park and just want to have some, you know, quietness. It, it doesn't, it's not as, you know, in the hubbub of everything else related mm -hmm. to the resort. So that if you're looking for that, that peaceful little oasis, that garden view rooms are the best for that seems like you have some nice views of uh, bay lake there and kind of the boats going through and right. everything from that spot and sure. yeah it almost feels you know we don't get over there very often but it almost feels like it's almost a separate thing from right. the contemporary itself it just it, it just is off in this little nook uh, nearby but it's it's right there to access anything that you want right. around the contemporary for sure right I remember one of my favorite times I was uh, actually at a training seminar and it was just really nice at the end of the day where you felt like your head was going to explode with information to go sit on the balcony and just look outside and, and have that peacefulness yeah. to experience. Very so, cool. Yeah. Um, so there's also like lake views, uh, which are also located in the main building and as well as in Bay Lake Tower. Um, you know, all having, you know, somewhat similar perspectives of looking out at the at Bay Lake. Um, and like we mentioned, it's kind of really one of our favorite, you know, you really won't be disappointed if you have a lake view. No, we love the lake view. We prefer the lake view personally. Um, we like the piece of it and being able to look out and watch the boats go by, watch the electrical water pageant right, that, yes. at night and, and, you know, just kind of 
people watch in some ways from out there, you know, because we get to see different people going to boats or people going to the pool or right. whatever. Or when they they do have the fireworks cruises, the pirates going out every night, the pirate firework cruise. Right. Hopefully that's going to return someday. Um, that's always fun to watch the everything that goes on with that as they lead them out for the go watch the fireworks right. and then come back. But um uh, we just we we just enjoy that view very much. Definitely, and different you know parts. Whether you're in the Garden View lounge, uh, Garden View wing, whether you're in the main building or Bay Lake Tower, those lake views have different experiences. You know, like you're saying, you could see the electrical pageant, but with some rooms you get to see pool area, others you don't. You know, so um, there's some with the Bay Lake Tower that you really just see nature mm-hmm. and the water and you're not as close to some of the uh, inner parts of the resort where you're seeing a lot more um, activities going on but you're, you're, you're not going to be disappointed with no. the, those views there one of our one of our favorite nature things that had ever happened when we we're sitting there is watching a, <laughs> this big turtle go chasing around these ducks right. for whatever reason he like he wasn't happy that the ducks were in his area but he was like chasing I mean it, you know Obviously, that's a high-speed chase with the turtle, you know? <laughs> but it was just this weirdest thing. It's like these ducks are just running away. The turtle's like, I'm getting you out of here. I don't want to. It was just, it sounds silly, but it was funny for us at the time. It was. It was just fun to just, you know, like I said, you're just sitting there relaxing. You're seeing nature. Um no ducks were injured. Uh, it was just kind of funny how the duck, how the turtle was just kind of like nudging them to like, yeah. get out of here. You're get off my, my lawn. Yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> in my spot. Get out of here, ducks. So, no, that's true. And the other fun thing uh, we experienced uh, several weeks ago when we were there is the with the electrical water pageant, something that we had never uh, experience before when we've watched that is the finale how each night when we saw it people were cheering like crazy you know yeah. and and maybe now that the fireworks shows are back that might not have that same uh, level of enthusiasm at the end of it but I think it was because at the time there wasn't any fireworks right it hadn't been back for that long because it took a while for that to even come back right. and then it had reappeared and yeah, there weren't any nighttime spectaculars going on. Many of the parks were closing early mm-hmm. still. Um, so I think that more people were in their room and they were just happy to have some sort of extra entertainment. And right. if you've seen the magic or the, uh, uh, the electric water pageant, you, you know that it's okay. It's nostalgic <laughs> right. and kind of cute, but it's nothing like, you know, super special right. and fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's not this amazing show. So the hearing this you know, roar of applause right. for it as it would pass by for these spots was was interesting to say the least. Yes. But it, it, like I said, I think everybody was just so happy to have something like that back. Right, and was starred for that kind of entertainment, and I, I think it, it was really nice to see. Yeah, and I hear. Think, yeah, I think you're absolutely correct on that. So, um, and then the last view that we'll really focus on here is the theme park view for the contemporary or Bay Lake Towers too. Um, from those rooms, it's kind of like the front portion of the main building uh, starting in the main building. It starts like on the sixth floor. Obviously they they tend to be the most expensive rooms. Um, I've actually ha- had the privilege to be able to stay there a couple times. Um, they, they do face the magic kingdom. Uh, and overlook Seven Seas Lagoon, you know, and the parking lot. So as long as you don't look down. <laughs> yes. If you can kind of shield, you know, just put your hand right above your eye or below your eyes and just kind right. of look. 
<laughs> straight out, you're good. You, you, all you see is theme park. Right, exactly. So, you know. And it's great. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, not trying to, you know, put it down, but it is kind of funny because, you know, in most cases it would have been considered a parking lot view. And I think they only call the parking lot views the ones that are much lower floors so that you're really not seeing much of the Magic Kingdom. But I mean, the really nice thing about it is now that fireworks are back, right. you can watch the fireworks yes. from your own balcony there when you have the theme park view. And that's that's really cool. Right. You know, you don't have to go to a certain location to watch them or you don't have to be in the park. I mean, obviously, you don't get as much of the now that they have the projections and everything. You right. don't see some you, if you get a good room, you can see some of that. And they do pipe in the music through the television so you can you can hear the whole thing. Um, but, you know, it's 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 just nice to have that opportunity where you at the end of the night if you don't want to go rush out back to the park to go see the fireworks that you have that right there in front of you right um during the daytime you can usually spot like space mountain and uh cinderella's castle uh keep in mind though as much as like it seems like they're very close you know the resort and the magic kingdom they aren't super duper close so you know we don't want to put out there if somebody hasn't gone and they're looking forward to this that it's something that you know you're you're super duper close to it is fun it those are great views they're sought after views um, but we just didn't want anybody's expectations to be set too high it's not like you're right inside you know the park itself no i mean you're you're fairly close i mean it's within walking distance from uh the contemporary and bay lake towers and now from the, the grand floridian they have that walking path as right. well they you know it's a little bit longer walk on that side than than the other one but uh it's still not you still have to do a little bit it's hoof and you're not like right. walking out the door and then you're <laughs> exactly. walking right into the magic kingdom <laughs> so all right, and then the uh, other monorail re resort that was open then was the Polynesian. Um, you know, we've stayed there. In fact, a, a more recent stay was at the Polynesian in a DVC room. Mm -hmm. um, with that view that that we had was a, um, well, I guess they call it fireworks view or park view. Um, they weren't running the fireworks at the time, but we could, you know, you could definitely once now that they are, you you could oh, it'd be see great that. for the fireworks right. where we were. Yeah, it's the closest building to the bungalows, mm -hmm. uh, which we've actually gone in and, and viewed the bungalows. Um, they're lovely. They are. They really are. Um, when we've looked at different uh, two bedroom or above rooms at Walt Disney World, we like those. I had it. Um, it it is they're really pretty but you know most of the other ones they seem like they are more convenient uh for like in the kitchen area the dining area things like that um at least that was my ex my impression of it what about you? yeah i agree i i for especially for the, the amount of points it, it takes to, mm -hmm. to get those for dvc points or dollars if you're going to actually purchase them uh that it it the cool thing about them is they're right on the water. Right. They're over water. There's, there's, you have this view of just the lake. There's nothing in front of you and lake straight to theme park, right. straight to fireworks. It's, it's gorgeous. But inside it felt kind of, eh, you know, it was right. okay. Eh. The cabins 
over at right. the Wilderness Lodge. Now those, now you don't get the, you, you get some nice views, right. but you don't get the fireworks views right. out of those. Right. But those, in, maybe because of the fact that they know you're going to spend more time outside, you're over water or whatever right. with the uh, the cabanas that they decided to just go ahead and, and you know, keep them not not did not go as far on the inside, whereas at the other place at the cabins, they're like right. you're going to enjoy the cabins. Yes. So they went all out to theme it and make them really really special. Right. So where the uh, bungalows are, um, if you do decide to stay there, and again, not a bad thing, it, you know, just in comparison to some of the other two and three bedrooms. And this was our personal preference. Right. Right. Because we've seen other two and three bedrooms also at Walt Disney World. Um, I think we would rank this one not at you know more at the lower end of our favorites, um, but again, not that they're bad. If and if somebody said, "Hey, you can stay there oh. overnight," we'd yeah. do it. Um, they they all, you, you can't just walk into it. They do have uh, external gated areas so that you know allows for the privacy of people who are, are in those uh, those bungalows. Um, you also have a deck that has some area to be outside as well. And they have, uh, I think they call it the dive pool. It's, it's just, it's small, but you know, you can jump in. There's no it. diving into it right now. <laughs> you just kind of jump in and yeah. you know, just cool off. Yes. That's, that's it. A nice little place to cool off. Yeah. For sure. yeah. yeah. Look, look, look um, right. Right. You know, but cute theming it, more of a, I, I don't know. I think it looked more like a 70s Hawaiian kind of theming. Sure, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other resorts that they have there, but whether, you know, they're um, vacation clubs or regular uh, hotel resort rooms, they all have different types of views in terms of, you know, whether they're near the gardens or pools or more water views and things like that. So um, it really just depends on, you know, what you're looking for in terms of not just a view, but the conveniences. So um, the vacation club rooms, they they don't have like one bedroom or two bedrooms like other DVC resorts have. So their studio is larger and it has um, more space for like kind of like two separate bathroom areas so that you can have people multiple people getting ready um it is larger and um and hey who can argue with being around a place that has tiki lamps going on at night yeah they they seem like they magically light every night and then they run well late into the evening which i didn't know that they were lit for so long right you know waking up in the middle of the night and looking out and still seeing them lit outside was kind of cool you know? yes yes so even if you don't get a water view like if you, if you get you know just kind of like a garden view there also again it's a very spacious lush um tropical feel and it just is a cool place to be yeah feels like you're on a little bit of a polynesian vacation right yeah. there in florida in the walt disney world resort right right kind of like very immersive mm-hmm. exactly so and the last one we already talked about a little bit with some of the the, the views there. Um, all of the views, no matter which way you're going, uh, in terms of staying at the Fort Wilderness Resort, the views are sweet, very nature. Um, and it isn't unusual that you might see animals around. You know, they're not going to come up to you. It's not like a scary, but you could be looking around and seeing a deer or obviously ducks and you know other types of animals we've seen many deer out there oh yeah yeah almost every time we've stayed there we've seen many deer right so 
if you're staying in the campground itself, so you, whether you're bringing a tent or renting one of their tents, which they will put up if you want to pay for them to put, put them up as well, um, or if you have, you know, a, tr- a cabin, a trailer or an RV or something like that, you know, you really do have a lot of trees around. So it kind of really helps divide from the person that's, you know, camping next to you. So that makes it really nice. They have uh, what they call comfort stations that have available for showering and, and, you know, other bathroom facilities there in case you're staying someplace that doesn't have that self-contained. Um, and, th- and they're really nice and kept clean. And they really were uh, very convenient. Right. And they have, uh, you know, like the general store, some, uh, some of their, you know, if you go to some, any of the resorts that have DVC, uh, rooms there, a lot of times you, if you go into some of their shops, they will have a little bit more grocery wise, because knowing that DVC's uh, members at least have a kitchenette, if not a full kitchen, right. they may, to, may need a few extra things. Well, they do that as well at Fort Wilderness because they know that a lot of people are camping, so they're going to want to pick up a lot of different foods right. that they might be used for camping as well. And they also have a great restaurant that uh, serves excellent, I mean, one, you can go and sit down in it, right. the Trails End, but also uh, P&J's Takeout, yes. which has uh, great stuff that you can just uh, grab there, fried chicken, pizza, all sorts of different things like that, and just take them right back to your campsite. Right everybody to enjoy as well yeah so they they really do make it very easy for families who are there you know whether you're camping uh glamping or camping right you know now the one thing about that location is that if you're not bringing your own car or you have a golf cart that you rented or brought your own then then you will have an extra transportation to deal with because there are buses that run uh throughout the resort so often if you're trying to go to one of the theme parks it's either uh, you know walk out to one of the bus stops grab a bus take that to another location and either grab a boat to magic kingdom Mm -hmm. Or take a bus to, you know, Epcot right. or the studios or Animal Kingdom Park or wherever else you may be going. So there is that extra right. you know, transportation thing that you you know, should know going in. But other than that, it's it's really, really great. Yeah. So, I mean, they do have, like Tom's describing, what they call the internal loops where buses come and pick and people up and and go to either you know go to the store one of the one of the or both of the stores and then to an area where they could you could take other transportation to a park um but it's it's they really do have a convenient they come pretty frequently um they're air conditioned the big air conditioned buses so you know it's it's great in that regards and a lot of times the bus driver depending on you know what time of day if it's really busy or not if it's just you know sometimes like you might be the only one in the bus um they you know they'll have to stop if somebody's at one of the other uh loops that they're picking up from but if there isn't anybody and they know which loop you're going to they'll they'll expedite that for you right as much as they possibly can right right right. so um you know but going back to the cabins uh, again tom's described them pretty well in terms of a lot of the conveniences one of the things that we didn't mention yet but we may have mentioned at other times is that they have an amazing porch and it has a very large picnic table there it has a a grill that you can do charcoal grilling on and they will clean it for you so you don't have to deal with the cleanup after afterwards um and you can buy charcoal just like i said you right know, at, the, at the general store there they have charcoal bags that fit perfectly into that right location yeah just you just like right light it yep you're good <laughs> yep. to go exactly yeah, they'll even give you matches that's true so um you know we've just had we have some really special memories there you know one of them um wasn't 
too long ago, obviously it was before COVID though, was um, that we invited family over and um, we were able to have, you know, we grill, did some grilling, we cooked some things inside the kitchen and just had, a, you know, a really nice picnic feast. And it was really great. We had some kids there uh, with us, some of our nieces and nephews and things. And they were um, really enjoying going out and like picking up different leaves and, you know, showing us different things that they were finding. And it, it was just really fun to do, but lovely to see from a kid's eye how much they can appreciate what's out there in nature and get excited about it. And so I loved that experience. What was your thought? Yeah, the wilderness must be explored, right? (laughs) That's right. Uh, And that's exactly what they were doing because you have these areas that are just these, is the wilderness. You're out in the middle. Right. I mean, yes, there are these cabins right next to them. If you go to the tents and the RVs, they are around there, but there is enough space and there is enough trees and bushes and everything else that interest. you know, you get cool places to kind of tromp around in carefully. Obviously, there are animals out there, but it's, it's relatively safe, but it's just kind of cool. And again, like you mentioned as well, uh, the fact that in these places have these space with trees and bushes and everything right. else doesn't make you feel like you're right next door to your neighbor. I mean, even though you kind of are, right. you, it feels like you're, you have this just a little bit more private exactly. location right. for you. Yeah. Most definitely. So, I mean, and they do have also a table inside and, you know, by the kitchen area as well. So you could do that, especially, you know, if it was hot, really hot or whatever, but, um, it just gives you a lot of options. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, for families, it's just a a phenomenal place to be. Yeah. Go find pictures of the cabins online because I, I know that they're, not always cheap, but they're not as expensive as some of the like right. one bedroom suites you get at some of these right. resorts. And yet you get basically a one bedroom suite and you can curb a little of that because they have almost a full kitchen in there that you can, you know, cut a little bit of the cost of your right. food by doing some breakfast, some dinners, lunch, whatever you want to do within these spaces. But yeah, they're laid out with a bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, living room. I right. mean, you know, and the living room has a bed that folds out there and everything. Right. So I mean, it's 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 not bad for families and it, you can get that kind of space for a little bit lesser price again not cheap but less than if you're trying to book a one bedroom in a lot of the other Disney resorts for definitely, sure definitely definitely that's a great point um they also have a lot of cool activities that you can do on their premises and i know you get excited about some of those yeah, I mean, they, they have horseback riding right. there. There's archery. There's just, there's all sorts of interesting things going on there. They have carriage rides if you want to do that. Right. Yeah. And um, and we all love just going around ourselves and just checking out some of the campsites, especially around the holidays, because the, the people do such a great job decorating the spots that that can be kind of your own little excursion as well. Yeah, but They also definitely. do fishing. Right. And yeah, some other they, things yeah they do the catch and release fishing. Right. Uh, you could rent canoes or kayaks to go along their little uh, river there. Um, biking and jogging trails are great there. And if you're traveling, you don't, you know, you're not traveling with your, all your gear, you know, you can rent bicycles. And um, so it's, gives you a lot of options outside of just being in the park. Um, it's one of those great places. If you're not getting uh, passes for each day that you're going into the park that you can find things to do. Um, it's 
just so nice and peaceful. It is really that that home away from all the the activities of the park. Yeah, and just like other resorts, they do have two pools there. Um, right. One that's a little quieter, one that's a little more, more boisterous with a water slide and everything. But just like you would think at other resorts. Right. Like basketball hoops we've seen yep. there. You know, you can go shoot some hoops if you're you know there with the kids or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah get a little energy burnt off at that's some point. That's true. Yeah, on the beach um, that is near the boat that goes to Magic Kingdom, that's a great place to watch the fireworks. Uh, you can get a really good view of the fireworks, like you mentioned with some of the other things. You don't get to see really the projections onto the buildings, but you get a really great view of the fireworks. They do pump in the music. So, it you know, and the kids like being out on the, the sand beach mm-hmm. while you're d- watching it. So uh, it's a great location. Yeah. Also, you could do that. Like, obviously, they still have the boats that go back and forth from the Magic Kingdom, but they also have little boats that go to the Wilderness Lodge and right. to the Contemporary Resort. So if you want to do a little resort hopping when that is okay, yeah. again, <laughs> uh, you can do just hop on a little boat and head to the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. And go to Geyser Point Grill or whatever there. Right. Or, you know, if you want to go to the Contemporary and you know, and, and check out some of the stuff they have there or whatever. That's another way to do it as well. That's true. And uh, one of their walking trails does take you over to Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. So that's another option that you have as well. Yes, absolutely. So. Anyways, that's kind of our recap of the OG resorts that were available at near the time that the Magic Kingdom opened uh, in October of 1971. Uh we gave you some information there. Uh, if you have experiences you want to share, we'd love to talk about those as well. Yes, very much so. So please uh, hit us up on our Gmail account, social media, however you want to do it. Um, we would love to share your experiences, what resorts you love, if you have some interesting stories about the history of these resorts, what's your favorite view, whatever. Send them to us and we'll share them on an upcoming show. That's right. Yes. So again, Michelle always does the best research. (laughs) Another great look at our countdown to Walt Disney World's 50th birthday. This one, part four, Room with a View. Can't wait for part five because these are really, really fun. Michelle always has interesting stuff that I didn't know before going (laughs) on. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate that. Well, hope everybody enjoyed it. Yes, very much so. All right, so Michelle's information was so interesting. <laughs> We're running long. Shocker. Sorry. Let's get to our, we have a lot of Disney stories of the week to get to, so let's get right to them. Again, Michelle, great job, by oh, the way. Oh, thank so, you. Um, we're going to start with, we received some interesting information about what to expect at the Disney parks and cruise line this holiday season as Disney celebrated halfway <laughs> to the holidays. Nice. They, they did that, what was it, halfway to Halloween a few months ago, a couple months ago. And they yeah. did halfway to the holidays this week. Right. We got some interesting stuff that came through from the Disney Parks blog. It's official. The Merry season will begin November 12th at the Walt Disney World Resort during the world's most magical celebration, marking the resort's 50th anniversary. So you're going to have 50th anniversary. You're going to have holiday season. What could be better at the I Walt know, Disney World yeah. Resort, right? 
So they say festive entertainment, whimsical decor, seasonal food and drinks, and holiday-themed merchandise will all be a part of this very special season at their theme parks, Disney Resort Hotels, and Disney Springs. Uh, so they gave us this little sneak peek. They said holidays are sure to be enchanting at Magic Kingdom Park, where quintessential decorations will return to Main Street USA when the sun sets. Special holiday projections will appear most nights on Cinderella. Cinderella Castle, alternating periodically with the castle's transformation into a beacon of magic. Ooh. A great way to celebrate the holidays and the 50th anniversary of Walt, the Walt Disney World Resort. Pretty cool. I know. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Now, talk about an early holiday gift. This is from them, not from me. Uh, the <laughs> early holiday gift from Disney. Disney's very merriest after hours, a new special ticketed event will debut on November 8th before all the rest of the festive fun. It will be available on select nights through December 21st. The four hours of festivities will delight guests with Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. Mm-hmm. We saw those yes. just a couple of years ago and they're right. adorable. They're great. Mm-hmm. Yep. As you would expect from Minnie, she's going to put on an adorable <laughs> show. Uh, Disney's characters throughout the park, holiday music and decor, treats included and so much more. As with other Disney After Hours events, a limited number of tickets will be sold for this event. And uh, tickets will go on sale next month at any given exact date with an early purchase window available for guests of select Walt Disney World Resort. So if you have a stay booked during that time, you might want to check to see if you have that early window nice. for where, depending on where you're staying. Uh, moving on, Sunset Seasons Greetings returns to Disney's Hollywood Studios as the Hollywood Holiday Tower Hotel on Sunset Boulevard will twinkle once again with the projection effects, magically transforming it into a snowy corner of Arendelle. Oh, <laughs> hashtag real men love Frozen. Also a Muppets Gingerbread Masterpiece, a Toy Story Toy Hotel, and a Dickensian Village inspired by Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is always great as yeah. well. This holiday, uh, this holiday show will also alternate with the tower's nightly transformation also into the beacon of magic. So Very that's cool. really cool. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus will bring some North Pole cheer to a motorcade down Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> uh, you will also want to uh, be able to enjoy for the first time in forever a Frozen sing-along celebration. <laughs> Hashtag real men love Frozen. Uh, with its festive finale featuring everyone's favorite snowman, Olaf. Uh, Minnie Mouse is also returning to host her festive meal at Hollywood and Vine at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Minnie and her friends will be donning their holiday best. Even Santa Goofy will be there. I love Santa Goofy. And throughout the season, vintage-themed holiday decor will shine bright across the park. Uh, As far as Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, uh, there will be holiday holiday time there for them as well with the return of seasonal decor and festive Disney character flotillas, which are always fun (laughs) as well. Sailing down Discovery River to the sounds of joyful songs of the season. The park centerpiece, of course, the Tree of Life, becomes another beacon of magic most nights during the 50th anniversary celebration. However, during the holiday season, there's even more magic inspired by nature as the holiday edition of the Tree of Life Awakenings also takes place most nights. So that's kind of cool. Yes. Uh, The Disney Resort Hotels are back at it as well. They'll be decked out for the holidays with iconic trees again with other seasonal touches. And yes, the guest 
favorites will return yes. this year. This uh, select gingerbread displays will once again be part of the holiday season. Also at select resorts, you will find restaurants offering holiday menus and specialty food and drinks. So glad the gingerbread houses are coming back. Right. That was my exciting news reading that. Yeah. I'm hoping that uh, they open it more up for uh, resort hopping by that time because right. I mean that's the big thing is being able to go to these different resorts and check out the trees and check out the gingerbread right. houses and right. everything and I know it's kind of limited right now you can sort of do it sort of not do it um, but hopefully by that point we're at a space where they feel comfortable that we can get back to where you can go from resort to resort and uh, check all this stuff out right yeah yeah that'll be awesome also, the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays presented by Advent Health will return this year uh, from November 26th through December 30th with holiday kitchens from uh, around the park. Uh, performances by the Voices of Liberty and the guest favorite cookie stroll and more. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't just the Disney parks that are having the fun with the holidays that hit up for this halfway to Do tell. the holidays time. Disney Cruise Line also got involved as well. They've said that from early November through December, the Disney Cruise Line fleet will be decked out, bow to stern with holiday cheer <laughs> and entertainment during their very merry time cruises, which we happen to be booked right. on. So we're excited, excited. about yes. Uh, holiday magic is unwrapped for the whole family with festive holiday decor, favorite characters in their finest holiday attire, and a special visit from none other than Santa Claus. And this extends even to Castaway Key, which will have some special tropical holiday theming going on there as well. Awesome. So lots of stuff to look forward to this holiday season. Yeah, it looks like they're really, you know, bringing things back in a big way and can't wait to experience all those different touches that they're going to have around. Right. So we are definitely have that Disney cruise <sighs> scheduled for right around Christmas time. We'll probably try and get some sort of stay at least a day or two maybe at the Walt Disney World Resort right. just to at least check out some of the decor and everything else. Don't know if we'll do the party, but um, we may, we'll definitely want to check out like the festival of the holidays that would that would complete the the quad this year <laughs> the cycle of the we will have done every festival this year right. if we go do the festival of the holidays we did the festival of the arts we did the flower and garden we're right. about to do food and wine right and then we could hit up just even if it's just one day for the festival of the holidays and we will have hit the cycle yeah we're like jake cronenworth with the padres last <laughs> night hitting for the cycle of the festivals so we may have to check that out for sure that would be great yes yeah. uh moving on to disney plus a ton of disney plus content received worthy accolades this week this from d23.com uh, television's biggest night is right around the corner and the walt disney company proudly secured an impressive 166 Woo-hoo. nominations for the 73rd primetime emmy awards 166 nominations that's pretty cool that's amazing that yeah. includes stuff from hulu not just disney plus that's stuff from hulu mm-hmm. as well but and probably nice. espn as well but that's really cool and abc and everything else but um the company's nominations span 85 categories and 38 titles and the winners will be revealed on September 19th, if you're wondering when that's going to happen. So I'm not going to name all the 166 right. nominations, Thank you. but I did want to go through some key ones here. Uh, we'll start with The Mandalorian, yeah. which garnered 24 nominations, including Outstanding Drama Series. 
That's Very really good. cool. Yeah. Also, they received uh, a nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for Giancarlo Esposito, Outstanding Guest Actor for both Carl Weathers and Timothy Oliphant, and Outstanding Directing for Disney legend John Favreau. So, nice. Yeah, yep. Very cool. Uh, favorite here in our household, Marvel Studios' WandaVision received 23 honors, including a nomination for Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series and they also received nominations for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series for Wanda herself, wow, Elizabeth cool. Olsen. Outstanding Lead Actor for Vision himself, yeah. Paul Bettany. And Outstanding Supporting Actress for Katherine Hahn, of course, Agatha cool. all along. So that's yeah. really cool. Another favorite in our household, Hamilton. <laughs> Secured 12 total nominations, including two nods for outstanding lead actor Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, Also for outstanding supporting actor for uh, David Diggs, Anthony Ramos, and Jonathan Groff. And outstanding supporting actress for uh, Philippa Sue and Renee Elise Goldsberry, of course, Eliza and Angelica. And a nomination for Outstanding Variety Special pre-recorded. So um, that's really great news. Just a few more to go through here. Uh, Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier scored five nominations, including one for Don Cheadle, who is up for the Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. Uh, This one's fun. Maggie Simpson in The Force Awakens (laughs) from its nap received a nomination for Outstanding Short Form Animated Program. Hashtag real men love frozen. Well, once upon a snowman reserved a nomination for also for outstanding short form animated program and the Simpsons themselves, the whole show for outstanding animated program, but so, so many great nominations right. and we're so happy for the Disney company, but especially a lot of these Disney plus shows. Right. Yeah. And, and the people that, you know, do a lot of work and, and obviously we know a lot of the big names and the stars, but it does take, you know, the village to do all this. And there's a lot of great people behind that bringing, success and things that people really love yeah i mean i there's 166 nominations i did most of the key categories with people that you would know within them but there's a lot of nominations for some very talented people who did a great job as you're mentioning there michelle um behind the scenes they 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 don't get the you know the uh the big bill on the you know they you have to watch them in the credits you know (laughs) but they do the hard work to make sure that these shows are everything you want them to be yes so well said yes uh so moving on uh we told you last week about a brand new disneyland ticket offer for those of us here in the gold Golden State that we happen to be taking advantage of this week. <laughs> well, there's also a terrific new Walt Disney World offer for those of you in the Sunshine State. Nice. You know, this again from the Disney Parks blog. They say we're excited to share details of our Florida resident summer ticket offer for this year, available now for use through September 17th. Florida residents can enjoy the magic happening throughout the theme parks for. $54 per day plus tax with their four-day Florida resident summer fun ticket. Total price is $215 for that ticket. Again, you don't have to use them in consecutive days. Nice. You just have to use them up uh, by September 17th. Uh, but $54 per day, that's pretty a pretty crazy cool. price. Yeah, yeah, that is. That is great. Uh, they also have a park hopper option that gives you the opportunity to visit more than one theme park per day. and It's uh, $35 more per ticket for that. They have a water park and sports option, which allows you to visit a water park, 
or a golf course or a miniature golf course on each day of your ticket. That's $30 more per nice. ticket. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm not, I, the water park option I've heard before. Right. I've never heard them throwing in an actual golf or right. miniature golf into it. Right. So that's kind of interesting. Yes. Yeah. They also have a Park Hopper Plus option, which grants you the ability to visit more than one theme park per day, plus enjoy access to the water park, <laughs> golf course, or miniature golf course on each day. That's a lot to get in. Right. We're going to two theme parks, a water park, <laughs> and playing around a golf, and around a miniature golf all in one day. <laughs> That'd be a bit much. I've heard of people trying to do the, like, you know, hit all the attractions right. in one day, yeah. you know, that challenge. I want to see somebody hit all the attractions, plus play around a right. golf, plus around a miniature golf, and then hit the water park as well. Somebody who accomplishes that, um, we will. We want to have you on the show to yeah. describe how you possibly <laughs> did that. Um, by the way, there's also, and did I say that? That was $50 more per ticket, by the way. Um, there's also a two-day ticket offer that starts at $70 per, uh, $75 per day, which is $150 per ticket, and a three-day offer that begins at uh, less than $62 per day. So that is uh, $186 per ticket. So if you yeah, don't feel deals. like you can make four days, right. maybe one of those fits you better. But they're all great deals. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting news. And glad that they're, you know, coming out with more options for residents in different areas yeah. of the country. Yeah, very cool. And uh, again, uh, if you don't have an annual pass or whatever, or you're waiting to try and get an annual pass again, take advantage of these ticket offers. And by the way, if you purchase these tickets, a lot of times, and the annual passes do come available, a lot of times they'll put that money that you have left on that towards your right, annual right. pass. So I, I can't guarantee that, but they do yeah. that quite often. So um, just know that if you're thinking about buying these tickets. So uh, finally, if you uh, do take advantage of that offer, or if you're just going to the Walt Disney World Resort, there's another fun option for guests returning to the most magical place on earth. And this is actually from a Plan Disney Instagram post. I hadn't heard this is happening until they posted it on Plan Disney on Instagram. They said fireworks cruises are back at the Walt Disney World <laughs> Resort. Yeah. Uh, they say whether you're sailing uh, Seven Seas Lagoon for a unique view of happily ever after or voyaging to world showcase lagoon for an up-close look at epcot forever these private charters are a great way to celebrate well anything uh, <laughs> with your family uh these are the, you know, the what they're talking about is not the group one not the pirate one we were right. talking earlier these are the ones that you book on kind of those party barge little flat boats you know yeah, that the they pontoons. the pontoon boats mm -hmm. um they take you out there uh, and you can just you know you get a group of friends get your family together and you go out and you have a good time watching the fireworks it's just it's not a long trip out there but it's it's a great view and oftentimes it's a, an interesting way to a different way to experience these fireworks right and it you know like you said with family or friends you could be doing that as part of a celebration whether it be an anniversary or birthday or some you know recognition of something and or just a family reunion and it just could be really a special way to kind of cap off that day right we've seen them decking out the boats in you know decorations for right. celebrations or whatever and they can have snacks you can have drinks on board and i don't know about alcoholic beverages but soft drinks on board and whatever um but uh just interesting way yeah. if you want to splurge a little bit on something special uh not a bad way to go now these depart from uh disney's yacht and beach club to experience the epcot forever or if you want to sail and see happily ever after you can do that from uh the contemporary polynesian grand floridian fort wilderness 
and the, the Wilderness Lodge mm-hmm. Marinas is where they come from. And the prices start at $399 plus tax. So like I said, not cheap, but right. you get a bunch of people together or if you have a good family or whatever, right. special occasion, might be cool. Uh, that's a twenty. That's for a 25-foot boat. And if you want to reserve this private cruise, they say to call uh, 407-939-7529. Again, 407-939-7529. Uh, 529. Yeah. So uh, like you've mentioned, we've kind of watched those uh, go out from the Bay Lake Tower when we've stayed there. And, and like you said, decorating the boats and everything. It it just is really a, a very fun experience. Uh, like I said, to kind of watch the fireworks and be with people that you love. Yes, for sure. And just a, it's, it's just a different experience. A yeah. little private uh you know, top notch, top line experience, yeah. you know, just kind of a cool thing to do. So if you, if you have the money, feel like splurging on something special, pretty cool. Yeah. Go so, for it. Uh, finally, we wrap up the Disney stories of the week with some news of some dining options returning soon to the Disneyland resort. Yes. Uh, back to the Disney parks blog for this. Uh, you will soon be able to begin your Disneyland day with character dining once nice. again. Yes. Uh, this is really happening at two locations. Uh, the Minnie and Friends Breakfast at the Plaza Inn, which we've done before, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fun. Definitely. That's at the Disneyland Park itself. And Mickey's Tales of Adventure Breakfast at Storytellers Cafe at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Uh, that will also be hosted by some of your favorite Disney pals. Now, uh, the Plaza Inn one for the Mickey and Friends Breakfast, that opens August 12th. Uh, they, book, they say bookings will be available soon, but they didn't give a date on that. Uh, for the Storytellers Cafe and Mickey's Tales of Adventure Breakfast, uh, that will be daily breakfast on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and brunches from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that is opening up quicker. That is opening up on uh, July 22nd with bookings available on July 20th. So this week... Mm-hmm. This is all that's happening for that one. So uh, if you're interested in doing that now, these will be a little different than the character dining you've experienced in the past. They may be not quite coming up to you and giving right. you a hug. They'll right. be a little more distance. These in the past have been buffets. It looks like they're going to do even more of a set menu on these. Right. Uh, they, they said to click on the link, look at the menu. I tried. It didn't go to the right place. So <laughs> I don't know exactly, but go look up for the information so you know more on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're doing the same safeguards that they've implemented at Walt Disney World for uh, some of the meals with characters there. Yeah, so um, you can check there, but I'm sure they'll be updating the the Disneyland website as well with the information on there. A couple other places that are opening up soon. The Golden Horseshoe at Disneyland Park is opening up on July 29th. And the inside person, the upstairs portion of Carthay Circle Restaurant. So that will be opening up this week as well, uh, July 22nd, with bookings available again on July 20th. So if you have a trip to Disneyland coming up, you want to dine at Carthay Circle in the right. upstairs back like the, the good old days, yes. uh, that's <laughs> opening up for you. Yeah, that's, again, really exciting news. And, you know, there's been such a need for more dining things at Disneyland. Um, and so this is great that those additional options are going to be there. 
for sure, for sure. So that's great news. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And always, we start with Michelle because she has the best research. <laughs> she has the best Please. lists. Please. She has the best stories, but she definitely has the very best <laughs> tips, except for in one of those Loki timelines we saw this week. <laughs> one of those timelines, I think I had the best yes. tips. All the rest of them, they're branching off in various different directions. All Michelle. Right. Let's get to Michelle's tip of the week. You're hilarious. Well, thank you. Um, so my tip is related to, since I did a, a, the resorts, uh, was related to uh, Fort Wilderness campgrounds and just two things to kind of keep in mind and and handle if you're planning to stay at one of those uh, related to, for example, if you're bringing a pet, you know, you really want to make sure you're notifying them in advance so that you are staying at a pet-friendly loop or cabin. Uh, and the other part of that is when it comes to decorating, we talked about with the parades for the golf carts. Well, some people like decorating their golf carts uh, or their cabins, even without a parade. Um, the Disney company is pretty liberal with what they allow for you, but they do have some regulations. And so if you're planning to do that, just recommend that you uh, look at their website to see what those specific regulations are, because you really wouldn't want to have your uh, experience be tainted by somebody having to come to you and, you know, knock on your door or whatever and, and tell you. Like I said, we've seen a lot of things. They're very, very liberal, but, you know, they do have some things that they um, do for people's comfort and things that they don't allow. And so you'd want to know about those in advance. Very good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, be sure and check on some of these things. But yeah, I mean, we've seen many of a room, not just the, the campgrounds or whatever, but actual uh, rooms, resorts with right. balconies or whatever decked out for uh the holiday season, whichever one it would be, whether it be Hall Halloween, whether it be Fourth of July, whether it be the holiday right. season itself, uh, it it it's a lot of fun, and, and it's you know the kids get involved and decorate and everything. But yeah, you want to know what is okay and what's not for sure. Right, right. I mean, most of the things relate to you know issues of safety mm -hmm. or you know what could be perceived as you know something might be um, offensive to some people. So again, they're really liberal. There's just a few things. Um, but just something you'd want to know. Very good. Michelle's tip. <laughs> Always the best tip, except for that one timeline. All the rest. Michelle's the best tip. Too funny. Uh, my tip for this week. Look, uh, we just uh, heard a couple weeks ago about the return of in-person run Disney races uh, recently opened up for the wine and dine half marathon weekend. Hopefully if you were looking to go to that, you got your race that you wanted. I think there may be still be a couple spots left available for a, a, some. I was going to check before we got on the air, but I forgot to. So uh, if you're thinking about going to that one, uh, go check it out. But also I wanted to bring this up mostly because there's some of you out there who maybe have thought about doing a run Disney race and you're like, oh, I'm not a runner. I don't know if I want to run, but those sound pretty cool. And I'm going to tell you, they are pretty darn cool. Yeah. Okay. It's not very often that you get to go and experience the parks before it opens and go run, walk through it, whatever. And I want to tell you that you don't need to feel just because you're not a runner that you can't do these things. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that they're inexpensive. They're right. not. But they're an incredible experience. Yes. You know, we've done many of them and we love them and we're still willing to pay <laughs> a lot of money to go do them again. And we're excited to pay more money to do them again. There's a reason why these races sell out. Right. I mean, the other thing too, um, um, you may be somebody who typically runs and, and that's, that's your normal 
activity or lifestyle. And then there's those, <clears throat> myself included, who really need the motivation. Um, so whether it be just because of the fun theming and the funness of it, you know, plus the expense, that it really can help uh, generate that kind of enthusiasm to have that self-motivation to get into that type of activity. And I did that this week. I made a commitment that I'm going to uh, get back to running. And so these races can really help be a motivating factor. If you know you're going to have a race, then it really, you know, kind of it, it makes you think about doing that and becoming part of your routine. Right. So here's the thing with them. Definitely, Michelle is absolutely correct with that. We the, the, Part of the things that inspire us to get out and get more exercise is the fact that we know that we want to be in right. shape for some of these things. But here's the thing about it. I mean, if you've never done one before, maybe you sign up for a five, one of the five Ks mm -hmm. coming up, whether it be the Walt Disney World, the Princess, the, the Springtime Surprise, whatever the theme ends up with that one being, which is, I think, the one that we're going to end up doing, by the way, the next one we're going to be doing, maybe the Princess, probably the Springtime Surprise. Um, but here's the thing about it, especially with the 5K, because they're pretty liberal on letting you go through this thing. Now, what they'll tell you is that you need to be doing a 16-minute mile, essentially. So completing each mile on an average of 16 minutes. That may sound a little bit daunting, but I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you that it's not really. And by the way, when you go to the parks, I guarantee you most times you're walking more than 5Ks right. in the parks, 3.1 3 miles uh, through the parks. So it's not like you've never walked through the parks, walked this kind of distance before. You can walk most of this race if you really want oh, to sure. do it. Yeah. You know, when you go out and walk, if you're just walking at a pretty normal pace, for most people, you're walking at about 3.2 to 3.4 miles per hour, okay? If you can bump that up to about 3.8 miles per hour, you're within that 16 <laughs> minute per mile threshold, okay? So it really isn't that much more. All you have to do is maybe jog a little bit here and there, maybe quicken up your pace a few times, whatever, right. you know, and give yourself a little bit more buffer. So if you want to take more pictures, stop, whatever, get a drink of water, anything you want to do. It's not that difficult to accomplish. And like I said, they're a little more liberal on the 5K than maybe the 10K and definitely the half right. marathon. Um, but it is easy. It is easily accomplished. You can do right. this. I suggest you go out and give it a shot if you've ever thought about doing it and seeing how much fun. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a one and done for you, but maybe you'll be hooked just like we are. Right. And maybe it'll get you to go and be inspired to do a little more, to take that next step, do the 10K, do the half marathon. I'm not going to tell you you're going to do the marathon, but <laughs> you know, do a little bit more and, and get yourself a little bit healthier and have a good time at, at the same time. Yeah, very well said. And, um, you know, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I mean, it, it's not the easiest thing to do or, you know, or just conceive of it if you haven't done any kind of racing before. But as Tom mentioned, you know, the 5K, you really don't need to run. Um because they they actually do along the, the way have places where you can stop and get some you know, selfies, some great photo ops and things like that. So they, they do know that people are going to take time to do that. And the other thing is, this is not the race you want to try to get your best time in. It, you just want to go to, to experience it and to have the fun of um, being in a really unique location to do your, your runs. So. Yeah, there are plenty of locations in your own, you know, city, neighborhood, whatever, right. where you can pay, you know, 
less than half the price right. of a Disney <laughs> run uh, to go and try and get you set your personal record, you know, set, set your pre R. Um, but if you're at the Disney race, go out there, have a good time, enjoy yourself as much as you can having right. exercise in the morning, because that's what it's about. And I'm telling you, when you get out there and the energy that is out from all these people, oh, yeah. it is, it's, it really is fun. It's it's, yeah, yes, it's, it's great. The energy is great. And I highly suggest you give it a shot at some point. And then you can decide for yourself for there. Great. Good. So, well said. There we go. So that's it for this week. Next week, well, as we mentioned, we're leaving tomorrow. We're going to be back at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, we're going to check out a bunch of the new stuff that's opened up. We're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, which is recently refurbished. So we're going to ch- tell you all about that, what we thought of their rooms, uh, since the la- how they've changed since the last right. time we've been there. Uh, other things that are going on, uh, Mickey's Magic is adding that new Coco right. scene. We're planning on going to Disney California Adventure and seeing that. So we'll tell you what we thought about that. Uh, the reimagined Jungle Cruise yes. is o- just opened up. We'll be sailing on that hopefully on Monday. So we'll be telling you what our thoughts are on that. Mickey's Mix Magic is back. Right. Nighttime Spectacular back at Disneyland. We're going to check that out for sure. And we're going to also go back and revisit Avengers Campus. Tell you what we think of it as a difference from when we were there, you know, a few opening weeks day. ago <laughs> on opening day to how it is now. And maybe experience some things we didn't get to check out on opening day as well. Right. And some of the, the restaurants and lounges that reopened at Disneyland uh, Hotel that we're looking forward to checking Trader out Sam. Trader Sam's yes, for <laughs> sure for sure so um, we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about about that on next week's show so as for today we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts so the very best place to find us is on our own website HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com and while you're there please click on that except for joining the newsletter group please click on the accept <laughs> enter in your email address and then you will be signed up for our brand new newsletter for each week that we send out and uh, it's just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world yes and if you also want to be involved in our world you can follow us on social media we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We have our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group where we're having a lot of fun interacting with people out there. Please sign up for that as well. We are on YouTube. If you want to see our videos there, just do a quick search for our Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and feel free to share with us some of your opinions of the show or some ideas or recommendations of things you'd like us to look into. Yes. If you have any uh, topics you'd like us to discuss, uh, we'd be happy to do that as well. We'd love to hear from you in whatever way, shape, or form. That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.